That's why I'll never ride on an elevator by myself. If I have to die in an elevator, someone's dying with me. Like that movie Devil. Except it won't be me killing them. It's the elevator attacking. Nobody else knows what's happened before this. Elevators. Hey, guys. Hello. Welcome to our live video. And or if you're listening, 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 welcome to our old live video. Listening. I am uh, I am Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Longneck. <laughs> this is Talk Comics to me. It's Wednesday. Heather is a giraffe. Yeah, this sweater always makes my neck look really long. Let me try to make it look shorter. How's that? Now I look like Fester. <laughs> I think this looks the best. <laughs> is this a good look on me? It I looks need like a- you're wearing somebody else's body. <laughs> I need a turtleneck. Oh, yeah. Everybody needs a turtleneck. There's actually turtlenecks at Target right now. (laughs) Classic black ones, my favorite. But I always, you know, wear black jeans, and everybody makes fun of me for looking like a A a thief thief or a mime. So, yes. I feel like someone who owns, like, an art gallery and won't take anyone's art. (laughs) No. That is bad. Oh, goodness. Okay, do you want to... Yes, we're going to just jump do, right in. Do you want to talk about comics now? So this first one, I can't do that anymore. It hurts my neck. Um, <clears throat> if you wanted a turtleneck, I could have given you one before I, we started. I love turtlenecks. I don't own any, though, because it also makes me feel like I'm choking. So this is gutter magic. This is issue number one. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know what's going on in it. <laughs> um, it's about a guy who does not have any magic, unlike everyone in his family. So he's going around stealing stuff from wizards, um, trying to get magic. And while he is doing this, a bunch of assassins, I'm going to call them, are hunting him because of all the stuff that he's been stealing. It's all right. Um, again, I don't really know what's going on. I feel like I just kind of jumped into this and... Everyone else knows what's going on, except for me. But there's a a group called The Morgue, which I thought was a pretty sick name. Like, if I ever had my own little merry band of assassins, I would probably name them The Morgue 2. Okay. The Morgue 2 or? The Morgue 2. The Morgue 2. Yeah. Like, 2-O-O or? T-W-O. Okay. Yeah. Number 2. Number 2. Yeah. And you'd put the number sign. Squared. Hashtag two. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, That's okay. Um, So this is She Said Destroy. This is the last issue, and I'm unfortunately glad. Um, This issue is literally the the face-off between Morrigan, the goddess of death, and Bridget, the goddess of the sun, Um, and... What more? Nightman versus Dayman? Yeah. that's That's what it is. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain if you like, cause I didn't really go in depth with any of the others when I talked about this one, because it's, I wasn't really into it. I just really liked the art and how cute it was, but it's a weird ending, but I, I guess it makes sense for the story. I guess I don't either want to give it away. <laughs> um, someone dies, but it's basically about fate and how goddess of death loves death surprise surprise um 
It's all right. It'll be in trade soon if you want to give it a try. If not, I'll just give you these issues. That's all for me. Okay. Just kidding. Just right now. That's Those are the two. <laughs> I still have way more. I read two comics this week. That's it. Uh, so I have everything. This is issue number two. I roughly know what's going on. It's about a grocery store. It is a, or a convenience store. A key, it, a Walmart. Oh, okay. Like a Walmart type thing. It has. It's supposed to have like everything you can think of. Like there's this whole like idea of things to get warm next to the fire that they have. I don't. It's like really weird. I. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching. I do feel like I'm watching like an old school horror film that I don't understand. Okay. And I feel like I have an idea of what's going on, but it's probably, you know, not right at all. It's just really, if you want to read something really fucking off off the wall, this is definitely one. It's got everything. It, it's like, it's got everything. The store kind of seems to be possessing people in the town or doing something to them. It's that Walmart episode of South Park. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll find out. That's literally, I've seen Into the Future. I know what this series is about. Well, I'm going to now finish it and then put every page together or every book together to f- and then watch the Walmart episode and okay. see what happens. Okay. If they're singing Kumbaya outside of this thing at the end, I'll know for sure. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I like it a lot. The art's really, the art's really good. And it's just like really, like I said, weird and interesting. Kind of, kind of like that, kind of horror-ish, more of like a psychological, what the hell's going on thing. I love psychological thrillers. Okay. Okay. Let's go. This is an actual horror. This is actually a horror. (laughs) This is deceased. Yeah. This is everyone in the DC universe getting killed. Yeah, basically. Um, They're all becoming techno-zombies. Anti-life techno zombies. Yes, um, I this series I still really enjoy. I like how like each issue now kind of deals with a, a big person in the DC universe getting turned. Yeah, that's what I feel like it is. It's just and or like the idea of like it does bring in that idea of like trying to rebuild and protect everybody who has survived, running out of places to do it. Yeah, because everything gets taken over. Um, they have successfully destroyed the internet, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was a, uh, a big problem for them because yeah. that is part of what started this. Lois Lane, Lois Lane punches Lex Luthor right in the face. Yeah, and says, "Shut up, dude. You're smart, but we hate you. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, we're only letting you in here because you might help us." Ow! What did you do? My ring just stabbed me in the chin. Anyway, um, this one actually has like two really big, important people dying in it. Yeah. Um, Which I love the way that it's done, honestly. Oh my God, I forgot all about that. Yeah. So that would be like three. Three. Yeah. Three really big people um, dying because of, what's his name? John? Yeah. John Jones. Yeah. Martian Manhunter. Yes, I guess. I could have said that. I knew that name, but I was trying to prove that I didn't need to write anything down because I remember names this time. I, I remembered half of his name. I did ask Heather if she wanted to write down names before we started. 
Yeah, because as everyone knows, I'm horrible with names. Um, let's talk about this movie for a minute. No. I'm just kidding. I will never. It's apparently the movie of the year. I, I'm going to just... Um, you you go next okay. again. Um, Basically, so. since you talked about deceased. <laughs> so this is Nomen Omen. Um, this oh, I just got the title. Nomen. No, Jesus Christ! I, this is like the powers of ten thing all over again. <laughs> At least I got it this time too. I, yeah. I just thought it had something to do with like nomenclature. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, so this story is about um, two women who are, like, on a vacation-type deal thing. They come across an accident. Uh, one person survives, and she's pregnant. Um, she ends up somehow, like, transferring her baby to one of the women. So then these women have a kid together. Um, and the story follows the kid who clearly almost died during the accident, so she's always been kind of close to death and weird, and she's colorblind. Um, it's pretty much, yeah, just about that. Like, one, what did I say earlier? One foot into death? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a story about her trying to be alive while also being dead. I guess, I don't know. It's a it's a really interesting. I only got this first issue because I wasn't sure because the art seemed kind of weird, but I really actually love how they did it because all the scenes that are from the kids' point of view are all black and white because she's colorblind and I thought that was a very interesting little thing that they did. That was cool. Yeah. Um I also have this book called Strange Skies over East Berlin. I don't know what I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious from the, the title I thought. Um, it's basically about a man who helps people over the Berlin yeah. Wall. But the the thing is, so it was never torn down. Instead, it was, like, built higher, so it's harder to, like, get out. Um, but one night, he's, like, trying to sneak these people out. They get caught, and as he's, like, running away, something hits on their side of the wall, but no one actually, like, sees what it is. So as a spy... He has to, like, infiltrate the government because um, he needs to find a way out because the, the main Stasi yeah. knows his face and, like, is, knows what he's been doing and is after him. So he ends up going deep into their government, into, like, this underground bunker where he's interviewing this man who had apparently seen the thing that landed on their side Um he kind of speaks in riddles because he's losing his mind. Mm-hmm. Something happens to him, and they're, they get all quarantined in the little underground bunker. The main spy is in there with the Stasi. That's re- after him. It sounds really interesting. Yeah, it, actually, it is. It's very, very interesting. The, the art is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Especially, like, the, the page where the guy is, like, losing his mind. Oh, yeah. Like... Something happens to him, and that's why they get quarantined. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I This is also another one I only got the first issue for. I think it's only four issues, so I think I might just get the other ones just yeah. in case. Because it was, it was really interesting. I do remember seeing that in previews and being, like, interested, but not 100% sure on that. But mm-hmm. kind of sad that I did not. Yeah. I can leave it so you can read it. Yeah. I'll, like, I could read that and Harleen at the same time. Yeah. It's, uh, and this one's actually, like, a pretty quick read. They do a really good job of explaining like the people and the situation yeah without like 
overwhelming you with information, which is what I liked about it because I like to read real fast. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> I've been slowing down. <laughs> been getting a grasp on what I'm reading. Your turn. It's not what I mean. I'm just, just trying to no, be I know. helpful. Sometimes, sometimes though, when I, I do read things that are more complicated, I just blow through it because I don't want to read and try to figure it out. <laughs> That's why I read so slow because sometimes I'm like, okay, gotta reread this because I'm still confused. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, I am on to a book that's not confusing at all. This is Ghost Rider <laughs> issue number one. I honestly, like I said to you earlier, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really like it, but part of me is like intrigued to see what happens next, just because. I don't know. The idea is that somebody is trying to take over hell, and use people that Johnny Blaze knows against him. But it's just, like, intriguing enough. I just couldn't get over a feet thing in the the, <laughs> the very first part of the, the book, so I... James got a feet thing. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> Which, it's fine if anybody does. That's cool with me, and should be cool with anyone, because it's none of our business. But <laughs> I do not have a, a foot thing. Okay. But it's Nothing. just, the feet are way too big in that one scene. It just, I was reading it, like, going along, and just, like, flipped the page, and I was like, what the fuck is this? His feet are huge. His feet, feet are huge. And Chris is like, well, it's the perspective. And I'm like, I get that. But they, like, overdid it. Yeah, because even in the next page, like, it's kind of from the same no, that was down. Yeah, that it was, was up. up yeah. But his feet look like pinto beans. I don't... <laughs> it's like you either have the world's biggest feet or you have the world's smallest feet. I know that is the smallest thing to, like, get fixated on, but my brain just couldn't stop after that, so... Maybe they just wanted to see if anyone would notice. I noticed. <laughs> Write him a letter. I. They don't care. Also, they'll be like, fuck that nerd. <laughs> That's fine. This nerd's got a fucking feet thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just burn it. Like, fuck you. It's fine, guys. I get it. Fuck me too, right? It's okay. <laughs> okay, so we both have Sea of Stars. This is issue number four. Um, the daddy and the baby are still separated. Um, the baby's in trouble. Yeah, the baby's in a lot of trouble. Uh, the dad technically is too, but yeah. in a different way. Um more suicidal than... Yes. The dad is fighting off a bunch of... What would you call them? It seems like they're religious zealots. Yeah. I don't know. Like, otherwise, like, native people to the lands. Yeah, I guess that would be it. Um, but they seem to, like, only want them. And they seem... Because it's... They seem to exile people fairly easily. Yeah. So one of the people that they exiled mm. is with the son. Yes. And the son had absorbed something during the crash that she needs or her people need yeah. or I think she she needs it more so than anything yeah. because if she does if she gets this thing then she can be welcomed back to her people. Right. She got exiled for a crime that apparently wasn't her fault, which is what every criminal says. <laughs> so I don't trust her. I'm just kidding. She's keeping him safe, so for now. Yeah, I was like, uh, um, you did read to the end of the book. Yes, I definitely did, and <laughs> that's why I said for now. Um, 
I really liked the scene with the dad where the computer was like making fun of him mm-hmm. because he can't run and he's not like he's very out of shape and he was like, I, my job is sitting down. <laughs> I can relate, dude. <laughs> I really just like in general, like the computer's dynamic with the dad and how it kind of they interact to, with each other and how the computer kind of gave into like helping him survive because it also is his like means his survival as well. Yeah, I love that he tells him his stats all the time, and the dad is like, dude, I don't care. <laughs> Stop talking to me. The plant thing is still really fucking badass. Yep. I don't, like, there's something about this book that's very, I wouldn't say hit or miss, but I fucking, I hate that kid so much. Yep. <laughs> I think in this issue, though, he kind of, I I softened a little towards him because he was, you know, he does miss his dad. Yeah. And he makes the computer play back that message all the time just so he can hear his dad's voice. True. And I think, you know, once he got past all the uh, excitement, I guess, of being in space and stuff, he realized that he did lose everything. And yeah. he is really upset about it. But the kid is a dick. Yeah. I suppose it's just like any kid who's gone through any sort of you know, major life change. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, like, the whole beginning of this book, I was just like, I don't care. I hope this kid dies in space. I wanted to see this monkey and this whale. Like, let them eat him. Mm-hmm. Just get it over Just with. do it. But, yeah, I, I, I still like it. Yeah, I still really like it. Also, you forgot to read the back of the book. Just in case you wanted to know what... A father, a son, and a whole lot of space between them. <laughs> was that romantic? <laughs> Okay, no. so <laughs> I'll work on softening my voice. Um, so I have this book called Vampire State Building. Um, it's literally about vampires in the Empire State <laughs> Building. <laughs> I, so, I don't know. It's not funny. I'm sorry. No, no it actually is pretty funny. Um, Charlie Adler does the work, and he's the guy who did all the art for uh, The Walking Dead, which says right there. I don't know why I struggled with that for a minute. Um, the art's really cool. Uh, I know yesterday I was kind of eh about it, but mm-hmm. I think with the story it works really well. He's really good at doing horror. Um, it's basically a, a group of friends they meet on the Empire State Building because one of the women there, her dad helps manage it or she does something with it. So she managed to snag a free like pass for her friends so they could go there to celebrate one of the other guys um, moving like accepting a job somewhere and like moving, which is that sounds Cloverfield. Like, sounds like a really boring thing to do. Yeah. Well, it was like <laughs> it was like the reopening of like one of the floors, so there was like a big party up there. So okay, she, yeah, that no. makes a little more sense. Yeah. I'm like, why would anybody? Yeah. Uh, like, I I mean, I would be down, but I'd just also be like, you know, this is something like. Why would we do this? Yeah, it's um. Th- sorry, I forgot to mention that there is like a reopening. <laughs> Her dad had a bunch of like free passes and stuff, or like it's invitations. Fine. They just really like to be up on high buildings. That's they cool. don't. That's cool. The dude's being a dick about it. Um, so basically, they're up there like celebrating and stuff. And she mentions that one of the floors had been shut down to be like investigated because they had like found something there. Mm-hmm. What they had found was a pillar that had been like iron shut and like cemented into the walls. So they're, like, opening it, trying to figure it out, and they release a bunch of vampires. 
the vampires literally, like, overrun the fucking building in, like, 30 seconds once they get out. So there's, like, a bunch of survivors. The, the group all gets separated, obviously, and they're on, like, different floors. And these vampires are going around killing people. They... The outside, like, police and stuff, they quarantine the building, essentially, so no one in, no one out. And as they're, like, talking about it, like, people are just, like, falling onto, like, the ground and shit. It's wild because they're like, that's the fourth one. We don't know if they've been pushed or if they jumped. <laughs> we have no idea. It's uh, it's pretty wild. And I actually, I, I think I really did enjoy it. It was kind of spooky. Yeah. Because all the vampires pretty much... Um, they just didn't think anything of them because they looked like homeless people. Yeah. So they're like, oh, whatever. We need to get this guy out of here. And then the vampire is like, fuck you. I'm not homeless. I'm a vampire. And he goes to eat him. It's wild. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, more action-packed than I thought it was going to be because it started off really slow. And I was like, I don't care about these people's relationships. I just want vampires. Give me the vampires. Yeah. And then they, they deliver. Okay. Okay. Um, so I have... Oh, wait, do you want to go? It's up to you. You should go, and then I'll go, and then you go. Okay. Take turns. Okay. Well, I have Daredevil issue number 12. Uh, there's more Electra in this one. Okay. I like Electra. Yeah, it was good. Uh, overall, like, I'm still really liking this book a lot. It's not like I'm reading it just to kind of see where it goes. I'm... Every issue, I just kind of want... I want... I want a little bit more. I want it to last a little bit longer. Because I just really like the story, but this kind of just deals with, yeah, Matt still just being weak and just not wanting to hurt anybody, but at the same time losing because he's just, like, so out of practice. And so, yeah, Electra, Electra comes once again and is like, weak man. <laughs> you weak man. <laughs> you weak, weak man. Let me just teach you how to do this because you're... You're just not smart enough. How long has it been since he, like, stopped being Daredevil? Does I, it say? Like, it, is there I a timeline? I can't remember. And honestly, I'm not sure if it says. Okay. But it has would, to be, like, would, some sort of time. Yeah, I would say at least, like, a year. Oh, okay, yeah. You can get real out of shape you know, like, he, like, he got hit by the bus. Mm -hmm. And then was in the hospital and He's almost died. from that. And then... He stopped being Daredevil. Yeah. So maybe like a year and a half, two years. Somebody tell me. I don't know. I feel like a year and a half would make sense because getting hit by a bus and almost dying, I feel like recovering from that would be at, at least six months. Yeah, and I guess the first time he went out as Daredevil, he was still kind of like, you know, he killed, killed a man. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know, but... It's still great. I love it. I like the idea that, like, Electra is going to reteach him how to, like, fight so he can still not kill people. That's really cute. Yeah. And then, yeah, the whole thing. Like, Wilson Fisk is trying to get his way into society and not, you know, brown his nose in criminal activities anymore. So he's just trying to, like show people who he can be and they kind of just like there's one man in particular who just like fucks with him and is just like jabbing the bear and you saw what happened yep it was brutal so yeah okay. chip chip chippy chip 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 little chip chip weave weaves a good yarn we'll chip dip 
Okay. One one chip dip. One chip dip, yeah. I don't have any chips today. Um, I have <laughs> Ber- Berserker Unbound, issue number three of four. Um, this one, honestly, is kind of a filler. Like, the first half of it feels like that anyway. It's just the two, the homeless man and then the Berserker from the past, they finally come to some sort of understanding, even though there is that language barrier mm-hmm. between them. Um, he goes back to the cave that he had come from with all the magical etchings and stuff, like trying to figure out how he can get back home. He kind of talks about his life uh, before, like, his family got killed um, and kind of comes to the conclusion that he was only either born to kill or born to die. Okay. Um, when he comes back, the the man is being accosted by two other homeless people who are tearing his shit up and stealing from him. He finds a picture of the man's husband or wife and son. He gets really upset and says, you know, like, my my wife and kid were killed in a car crash, like, several years ago, and this is all I have left of them. Mm -hmm. So he pretty much, like, explains how he became homeless and how he became this person. And he is just... He's a very sweet man. He just wants to help the berserker. But as they you know, kind of comfort each other in a way. Um, the gate opens and the bad guys who are trying to kill the berserker come through. So the the cover for the next issue looks fucking cool as hell. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Is that the homeless man? Yep. Okay. He's got the berserker sword, but yeah, that's what happens. All right. So they are on the attack in the modern life. So, I don't know what's going to happen. There's only one issue left. I know what's going to happen. I feel like I know what's going to happen. But, I don't know. It's Jeff Lemire, so it could be anything. They fall into Gideon Falls. Shit. <laughs> the homeless man is actually the priest. We're going to get this figured out someday. <laughs> Who is the priest? Is it Norton? Dude. This is a conversation for another time. We made that decision, though, yes, that it was. Yes, yes. Okay, so then I have issue issue number 25 of Runaways. This, you kind of had the twist at the end of the last issue where they're like, here's the superhero. And then everybody just knows who the superhero is. His name is Doc, Dr. Justice. And basically the idea of this issue is kind of that, like, Carolina brought all of these people that are going to, like, unearth their secret hideout because she's been kind of like a social media hero. Which one's Carolina? This one. The blonde. Oh, of course. Okay. Uh, and I feel like just, that was too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this kind of, like, delves into, like, the idea of, like, who this mystery superhero was at the very end and definitely does not seem like a... God, I keep yawning. A non-shady character. <sighs> so... Always good, always enjoyable. I always have, like, a, a really good time when I read it. <laughs> always very, very cute. I love rainbows, cute stuff. Yeah, it's just very, I don't know, it's enjoyable, you know, because I, I just want to have a good time, but also, like, I worry. Mm-hmm. I do, too. <laughs> Especially when there's runaways involved. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we have issue number eight of Die. Yes. Um, I kind of need you to explain 
what's like, I feel like I have a grasp of what's going on, but there's just so much that happens in this issue that I just didn't really understand. Okay. Like who, um, who the, the council is or whatever. Well, the council is like the people they've been trying to interact and like make a deal with the entire time so they can try to like get out of die. Or is the council the ones who wanted them to blow up the glass town or get rid of the glass town? See, that's where I got confused. I'm not 100. I can't remember 100%, honestly. I just, I mainly like, that's, I feel like I have to need, I need to go back through like the beginning of this just because of the break and. Right. Not having that chance, but... I think that's why I'm, like, so confused on it, too. Because, again, like, I understand a lot of the stuff that's mm-hmm. happening, but there's, like, little things that are going on that don't make sense to me, and I don't know if it's because I missed something when I, I was... Don't, I don't think so. I think more more so the case, it's, I think, the, the few months break. But I also think the way, like, these last few issues have worked is, like, that stuff is more so in, like, the background... Like, the thing in the foreground the most in, like, these last three issues, at least, has been, like, the characters themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, the first issue dealing with, uh, now I should have written down names, <laughs> the sister. Angela. Angela. And then uh, the sorrow, or not sorrow, Chuck. I always want to call him Frank. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, so Chuck, and then this last one, this issue focuses on Matt. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like more so in like all of these issues, it's kind of pushed that weird main story to the background. So you're like, at least with me, when I'm reading it, I'm way more focused on like those individuality aspects rather yeah. than like the party aspects of it. But yes, I can't. I basically am just like, okay, they're using this council to, like, make sure they get out of where they're at. Okay. And obviously, they're trying to get that information from Saul about, like, what made Die die. Yeah, like, how did he create this game, yeah. and why can't they get out unless everyone is with them? Mm-hmm. It's just really interesting. Mm-hmm. I do like the character dynamics. Mm-hmm, for sure. Ouch. The art is still really good on this. Yeah, the art is case. really, really, really great. Pretty pretty cool. Uh, me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I have issue two of the Necromancer's map. A lot happens in this issue. I So basically, this uh, Necromancer and her traveling companion, LSR, they go to this temple to try to find out what this map is. While there... Did I word that right? What this map is. Yeah. It didn't sound right. Um, while they're there, they come across one of the monks, I guess you could say. He is dying from this illness um, that is very common within the group, I guess, the mm-hmm. religious quarters that they live in. So LSR ends up leaving um, because he accidentally got killed <laughs> and is still really pissed about it, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. He goes to the elves where the... the their girlfriend is uh she tells them that hey by the way this illness within that religious group we created it so they're trying to find a way to break the spell essentially so that the boy isn't sick isn't like dying from that illness so much stuff happens 
they they could have just like ended the story with this like two issues and it would have tied up completely but they're going on another another little mission because if you forgot it's about a map none of this was necessary <laughs> so they're still going to figure out what the map is all about It was, it's crazy. Like, I enjoy it. I think it's a really good story. I enjoy, like, the characters and stuff. But that issue yeah. should have been broken up into at least three because it's too much. <laughs> too much to read. Uh, I also just got that confused with the other book you got, Forever Maps. Yep. Oh, same. There so- was a lot that happened when I got the Forever Maps. I was like, wait, I thought I already got this. And then I was like, no, I have two titles with maps in it. Yeah, because when you, when you brought that out, I was like, okay, yeah, I know what's going on in this book. And I realize I have no idea. <laughs> it's about a necromancer with a map. The other one's about a regular guy with a map. <laughs> They're both trying to figure out what the maps mean. <laughs> uh, okay, well, talking about trying to figure out what things mean. That's the last one, right? Yeah. Kind of. This is issue number 12 of Green Lantern. Oops. I It did make a lot more sense. It explained the whole end of the last issue where Quaman came. And I was like, who the fuck is Quaman? It's like the reverse, like, anti-Hal Jordan. So it's... What kind of name is Kwame? <sighs> Regardless, it there, there's a lot going on. And in whole, I've finished 12 issues of Green Lantern, an entire year of Green Lantern. I'm going to have to go back and read it because I don't know if I fucking grasped one thing of what happened. I was talking to Max this morning and I was just like, hmm. Talking to him like I knew what I was talking about. And I still feel like I have a, a light grasp, but I just... I need to fully hold on. I need to figure out what the fuck I read. Yeah. Because, I, I, like I said, I think I understand. And this ties into, like, like I feel like the last several issues tied together way more than, like, the beginning of the series. And so I just need to, I just need to put the pieces together and figure out what happened. Especially because this also goes into uh, Green Lantern Black Stars, which is basically, or it's not... Green Lantern and Black Stars, excuse me. It's Hal Jordan and the Black Stars. And the Black Stars, yeah. And it just is a continuation of what's happening. And I want to know what happens. (laughs) I'm confused. I have a good idea. And so I want to know. Like, it's going (laughs) to... Sorry, I can't... It's not you, it's me. (laughs) I can't stop yawning. But yeah, I just want to know. I don't know. It's, uh, It's really great. The art is fucking fanatic. 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 Fantastic. Uh, I can't I can't praise this enough. I suppose, if anything, you'll want to be a really big Green Lantern fan to read this because it definitely, like, deep delves into aspects of the Green Lantern that I have no idea about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Uh, I'm glad I decided to skip on that. I just feel really stupid when I'm reading it. Like, should, I should know all this shit about, like, Hal Jordan and, like, the Green Lantern, right? But I don't, so it's fine. It's fine. 
You go. You go. You talk. Oh, my God. It's the Facebook. I was like, mm, I swear when you first pulled up the camera, I was on the other side. How is this happening? Okay. So I have um, Over the Garden Wall, Soulful Symphonies. This is issue number three of five. Um, Greg and Wirt are creating music for this musical um, that these two creepy old ladies want them to do. So basically when they sing, they absorb them. They oh, can yes. only get magic through songs. Um, the youngest sister, Sophie, is kind of friends with Greg because, I mean, like, why wouldn't you ever want to be friends with this cute little boy with a teapot on his head and a frog named Mozart? So she feels bad, and she's trying to, like, get them to change their mind because Greg keeps saying, like, oh, you can sing. I'm sure you'll do a great job. Like, you're, you have a beautiful voice and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. she just – she really likes him because no one else has, like, told her that before. But she can't. They're her sisters, and she when she tries to stick up for, you know, the kids and herself, she gets taken care of. No, oh, no. Not – she's not dead, but she <laughs> – Oh. <laughs> she, I know I worded that word. <laughs> she gets thrown into a prison, essentially. So – the last two issues, I she's got to get out somehow and save them. All right. Yeah. It's it's still, if you love, I said love, I just went straight to love. If you like Over the Garden Wall, you'll love you better, these. You better be a giant fan of Over the Garden Wall before you even consider picking up the it's comics. It's the perfect weather for it. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. I, I always watch it around this time of year. And get really sad because that last episode is really sad. Yeah, see, I've only watched so many episodes of Over the Garden Wall because I know I would love it too much. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you know what? I just won't. Yep. <laughs> That's what happened to me. Like, I found it randomly one day and was like, I'm going to watch this. Binged it all in one day and then watched it again the next day. I was like, this is the best cartoon I've ever seen. And now I can't stop thinking about it. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on. Okay, go on. So that you can get to work at some point today. Yeah. <laughs> I have Batman, issue number eighty. I'm still kind of proud of myself for catching up. Yeah, that was a lot of issues. That was a lot of issues. That was like eight trades, right? Yeah. That you had, and then it was sixty. No, seventy-two issues. <sighs> Fuck. That's a lot. But I did start reading it, like, in February of last year, and then I did, like, the main bulk of my reading, like, within the last three months, Mm because I was like, I just want to read it before, like, it ends. I want to catch up. And then, you know, Tom King got pulled off of Batman, (laughs) and now they're doing Batman and Catwoman. Travesty. Anyway, this just, you know, continues City of Bane. This is what part... Fucking six. The city of Bane. I know it says. Maybe it doesn't say. Fuck, I don't know. Let me see. I'll find <laughs> I it don't while you wanna. talk about it. Uh, so, yes, this continues the city of Bane. When Batman has made it back to Gotham. Part six. Part six. I did it. I knew it. <laughs> uh, Batman is back in Gotham, and he's... Just trying to bring everybody out, and then, I don't know. He's pissed. You can definitely tell, like, shit's getting very real. Mm Mm-hmm. And, Does he know what happened to Alfred? 
I, I, I still don't know. Okay. But he still, like, is willing to, like, put everything on the line, like, regardless, it seems like. It doesn't matter the stakes, necessarily. Okay. Because this, this issue definitely, like, just like all the past issues, but this really puts, like, a point in, like, what has been happening, and you've known things are going to go one way or another, but it just, I don't know. There's lots lots of stuff. This is so, so good. It's very, it's hard to explain. I just am very excited to see what the fuck happens. I'm excited for you to tell me. Been, been like, all right, I love it. I love it. So, with... Tom King's exit, are they having anyone else step on, or are they just ending this Batman run? Well, I don't know if you remember me ever talking about my theory of James Tinian taking over Batman. That's who's taking over Batman. Okay. Because I had been thinking about that a few months ago when, I don't know if it was an annual or something that I read that he had a story in it, and I was like, and he's been writing Detective for a while. Right. And, so it would make sense yeah. for him to be put on it. And I mean, and he's written Batman, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and he writes a really good Batman. I'm probably, we'll see. Like, I'm going to stick with Batman for a bit. Give it a try and Give see Give it a try, like it see goes. if I like it, yeah. Okay. You never know. No reason to just be like, well, but I'm just not going to do it anymore. No Tom King, no champ. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so this is our last one. This is House of X. This is six. Six. Issue six of six. This is the last house. Um, next week we've got the last powers. Yeah. So ending this series. And right on to X-Men. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, but I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm I'm weirdly excited about it. Um this issue kind of starts. Do you want to talk about your beginning? Oh yeah. I mean the beginning is my favorite part. Like, I, I didn't want to read past the beginning. It's just Xavier talking to everyone, basically telling humans, fuck you. <laughs> We're not going to take your shit anymore. I believed in a dream. You've taken it away from me. And we're not going to take this shit anymore. And I don't know, every beat of it was just like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, like, I, I just, I didn't want to read past that because I was just so satisfied with that alone. Like, I don't care what the rest of this series does. That was, like, one of the best openings for a comic I have ever fucking read. Like, I wish it, I wish it was a television show because that's how it felt. I felt like I was just, like, watching the beginning of a television show and then I was like, and then, like, the credits hit me, and I was like, you assholes. <laughs> yeah, give it to them. Give it to them. <laughs> like, Tell yeah. them what they did. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I kind of, I just love the idea of mutants doing what they can to survive and doing it and just not giving a fuck. Because mm-hmm. like, they've been putting up with it for so long. Yeah. They've been trying to live peacefully with these humans, but the humans just want them dead. And it's just like, they want so little. Mm-hmm. So little. They just want to exist. Yeah. Which I don't think is a lot to ask for at all. No. Um, So then it kind of goes into the council of Krakoa that they put together, uh, consisting of heroes and villains alike. Um, Because you you have to have both. You Mm -hmm. can't just have the good guys and then expect the bad guys to fall in line. 
we all got to work together, which is what this whole island is about. Yeah. Putting aside all their differences so that they can survive together. Um, and it starts with the trial of Sabretooth, which is incredible. Yeah, no, it's real good. Yeah. Don't want to go into too much detail, especially if you're reading it, because it will spoil a lot. But basically, I love Kurt Wagner. This, this page. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they come up with a set of rules that they follow, and with those rules, that's how they put him on trial um, for, you know, past grievances and stuff. Um, but uh, then it goes into them all celebrating. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, they're just celebrating Krakoa and mm-hmm. finally just, you know, hopefully the start of, like, a brand new world for mutants. And it's just so lovely how they're all just... Yeah, putting aside their differences to just just celebrate their life. And I'm going to say it again because it is the best thing. Apocalypse sitting alone on all of Krakoa while there's a giant fucking mutant party going on is like a big, big mood. Big mood and I relate too hard. I really loved this Yeah, that whole scene. scene. I thought it was really funny. Um... Jean gives Emma a beer, but, like, from the back, so she doesn't have to, like, look at her while Emma's, like, all up on Scott, like usual. I just thought it was really cute. No, it's, I don't know, I finished this, and I was a little sad in a weird way. Yeah, and I love the ending quote. I thought it was perfect, Magneto, just look at what we have made. They made a life for themselves, but we know yeah, happens, so. yeah. There's nothing good. Yeah. Nothing good ever comes. I just thought it was a very, very good conclusion to the House of X series because you got, we got to see like what happens in the future, but then we got to see how it all got mm-hmm. to where it was supposed to be. And the next House of X powers. Yeah, no, it's powers of ten. Powers of ten. House of X. Oh, see, I haven't been translating that because I knew you were. <laughs> why do double the work (laughs) you're not wrong i know uh so yeah with that it's wednesday we can we did it we read all of our comics which was a lot of comics yeah i spent so much time reading these comics last night and this morning because i got to the point where i was like i can't read anymore tonight (laughs) that's why and this is unnecessary information for our podcast but Right after I get off of work, Chris and I have dinner, and then we watch Righteous Gemstones. We only have two more episodes, though, before You did watch over. the most recent one? Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. I, I watch it every week. Okay. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's the best show. If you are not watching Righteous Gemstones, you're a fucking fool. I can't decide if Judy is my favorite or Baby Billy. They both fucking suck. I love them. <laughs> I love them so much. Okay, but that's what we do, and then I spend the next, like, four hours reading comics, so I usually get through, like, six comics or so. I do the exact opposite. <laughs> I get home, read as many comics as I can, and then, as a reward, I eat dinner. <laughs> yeah. Always eat first. I should. I'll, I'll have more Always energy. Always reward yourself first, then go on with the the rest i just like tuesdays i get home from work and i go (laughs) (laughs) and then i read a few chapters of whatever i'm reading you know Mm -hmm. okay so that's it that's that's wednesday watch righteous gemstones go buy comic books go support your local comic book shops 
go enjoy some fucking Halloween shit. Yeah. Also, on a side note, we are doing, I don't know if you actually started it, the horror movie a day in October. Yeah, I did. Okay. That's why I made Chris watch a horror movie last night. Yes. Okay. So if you guys want to join, let us know what movie you watched yesterday. I watched the movie called Incident at the Ghost Land. And I watched... The hole in the ground. Hole in I the did, ground. I did yes, it. you did it. Okay, but yeah, I mean, I guess we could post this on our our own Instagram stories, too, if you ever want to. So you yes. can keep track. We love you all. We, see we you will soon, see Mike. you later.